Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Welcome to our last week of calls in September. So excited to be here. Cannot wait to coach you and finish out this month strong. We will have a new set of signups for our last 16 free spots. You guys, I can't even believe this. I was looking at my calendar, realizing that on Friday, October 1st, 9 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time will be the last 16 free spots that we're going to offer. I can't believe that these 90 days have flown by so quickly. I feel like we just started and just got into a rhythm and a routine. Um, So things will be changing a little bit after that. So October 1st, start at 9 a.m. Get ready to claim your spot. There's going to be 16 spots because I am going out of town for a mastermind that I am a part of for the next year. And so two days, the first week of October, I won't be coaching because I'll be in a mastermind for eight hours a day. So October 1st, this Friday, you go to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com, click on free 16 spots. It'll probably say free 20 spots on the button because that's just our standard number. You'll click on that. Then you will click on um, sign up for live one-on-one coaching. You'll grab a time, grab a spot. They're very similar to the times we've been running the this week and last week with a few earlier morning calls in our next segment, just because I really enjoyed getting them done in the morning. And I am the feedback I've received from all of you is that you like the morning calls as well. So we have a mixture of both morning and afternoon. And then mark your calendars for October 20th. If you haven't done that yet, big star around it. I will be doing a webinar that day where I will be teaching you something to start and then sharing how you can be a part of this program moving forward. So that's going to be October 20th, tentatively at 10 a.m. Mountain time, but I'll be doing posts on my social media, Imagine Emmeline and Emily Gibson Coaching, my Facebook pages, and through email. If you're not on my email list yet, go to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com. Click on free 20 spots, signing up for free 20 spots. You just click on that little button from my main website page. Then you click on watch additional listen spots. And then you just pick any dot, any day and time. You're not signing up for a time. This is just how you click on the place where you put all your information in. So once you click on any day, any time under additional live watching spots, then it will ask you for your name, your email that puts it into my program that I collect your email from. And I add you to my email list from there. You are not going to want to miss out on this. I'm going to have early bird pricing that you're going to be able to do. Um, (coughs) It's going to have all the details, all the benefits, everything. So you want to make sure you're plugged in so you don't miss a thing because sometimes 
when life gets busy, we miss it and then we don't get signed up and then you miss it and the doors are closed. And I don't want that to happen to you. So we're going to get started today. Hopefully you have all those dates written down and we are going to start with, uh, Teresa. And if you'll go ahead and unmute yourself, we can get started. Yeah. Yay. Hi there. Hello. So fun to coach you today. I know. I'm so excited. Last time you were in my house when I saw you. I know. That's the first time I met you too. Crazy, right? (laughs) Yep. All right, Teresa, what can I help you with today? So today I want to focus on uh, a big goal that I have recently written down and started like really talking about it. And um, yeah, it's a scary goal, but I know I can achieve it. I just need... Oh, I just need like guidance and yeah. (laughs) Tell me, tell me all about it. Okay. So I was just at a retreat this last weekend in Bear Lake and it was amazing. I came back feeling like I could conquer the world and I took tons of notes. I have probably about 20 pages of notes from this weekend. And so I've been going through them this morning and my goal that I had written down on like three different, I wrote it down like three different times this weekend. And it says, Teresa is Emerald. And for me, I've always played small. I've always been like, oh, Teresa is gold. Teresa is ruby. This is the first time I've ever gone beyond that because I actually believe in myself this time. It's not something that seems super out of reach and I know it's attainable. I just need to have the right mindset and I need to work hard. So what do we do with the goal in the model? We put it right in the circumstance line because we have to figure out what you're thinking about it so that we know what you're creating right now. Because we want to help you create Emerald. (laughs) And in order to do that, we're going to have to make decisions with your prefrontal cortex for what that version of you would do in the future, starting right now, not doing what you do right now. So we're going to put it in the model as the goal, right? So Teresa is Emerald is circum. That's the goal. We're putting it right into the circumstance line because it's the goal. We could also put it in the R line, but for what we're doing here, we really want to just put it straight in to the circumstance line because that's what's going to serve us best to know where we're at and why we're not there yet. All right. So when you think of the, when you think of this circumstance, this goal, Teresa is Emerald. What's your first thought? Uh, it's so far away. Okay. It's so far away. And when you think that, what do you feel? Upset. Okay. Um, When's the last time this happened? When was the last time that you like felt you, you thought Teresa's Emerald. It's so far away. I'm upset. Uh, yesterday on the drive home from the okay. retreat. And what did you do when you were feeling upset thinking it's so far away? I went back to 
how I was feeling over the weekend and how I felt like I could conquer the world. And I have all these resources available to me. It's just a matter of me using them. So I basically just reminded myself, like, I can do it. You just have to keep that feeling going and you need to keep that momentum going. Okay. So you looked for examples of belief from the past weekend. Yes. And what else did you do? Did you talk to anyone in the car about it when you were feeling upset? I did actually, we were all kind of talking about our different goals. And so I did, I talked to the two people that I was driving with and I just, you know, I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat. We have these big goals. And so I was talking to them about it. And what did that look like? What did you say? Um, I said, I feel like I can't do it because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So you had some self-doubt and you were living in the past, looking at how you've never been able to do it before. Yeah. Okay. So again, looked in past, uh, no examples found, had self-doubt, judged yourself a little bit right? Mm -hmm. Judged your own abilities. So judge self. Anything else that you did when you were feeling upset in the car, thinking it's so far away? Um, Like what was going on in your head that you weren't saying out loud besides looking in the past, judging self and doubting self? um, I had major imposter syndrome. Okay major like what did that I, look like for you um for me it for me it's just i've never felt like i could have a business i never felt like i could be successful at it and so you know with that i'm just like i I'll never have any money. I'll never be able to provide all these things that I want for my kids and my family. Um, And I don't know, that's just kind of the way for me that it's always been, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And so for me, that's just the normal and I don't want that normal anymore. So sort of some catastrophizing of, I have never had it. There's no way we're going to have it in the future. Um, Again, a lot of living in the past that I'm noticing here. I never had money growing up. I can't imagine having money going forward, but I don't want that result anymore. (laughs) So um, also some futurizing is happening here, like looking into the future and thinking like, it's never going to happen for me. Um, But also like, even in there, I do see there is like a desire for change as well. Right. So there is some, um, there is a little bit in there, some, you know, some thinking about the future in a way that like, that you want to change it, but more than anything else, there's a lot of ruminating going on. Do you know what the word ruminating means? Not quite. Okay. It's so fascinating. And when I learned about it, 
Now, every time I do it, I picture what it means. Ruminating is the way that cows chew their food. And I did not know this until I learned it, but the way a cow chews its grass is it chews on it, it swallows it, then it throws it back up and chews on it again. And then it swallows it. And then it throws it back up and it chews it again. And then it swallows it. And then it throws it back up, chews on it again and swallows it. And it literally does this until the food is completely digested. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's called ruminating. And we do this with our thoughts. You're doing it with money and not having money and not wanting that life, but you're doing, you're ruminating on how it was in the past. You're looking to the past. This is totally normal and something we all do, right? It's actually your lower brain trying to keep you safe. Your higher brain, your prefrontal cortex is what we want to use and what you have at your, uh, at your fingertips to help you achieve this goal of Teresa is Emerald. (laughs) But right now what's happening in your actions is your lower brain is taking over. It's your primitive brain. It's your animalistic brain that never evolved all the way right? It's like the brain that says like, cookie, let's eat it. Okay. And then after you eat the cookie, you're like, why did I do that? I feel like crap. Like yesterday, my daughter made cupcakes and she made, um, cake batter cupcakes with crushed up Oreos in it. And I was like, yes, it's Sunday. I'm going to have a treat. Like this will be so fun. And I ate it and I felt sick the entire night because I just don't eat that type of food very often. Even when I do choose sweets, I try to choose sweets that are not processed and it made me so sick. And I thought, why did I do that? My lower brain took over and it was like Oreos, cake batter, give it to me now. Right. And I, and I, I don't have any weight loss goals. Like there was nothing keeping me from not having it other than I know it's going to make me feel like crap when I choose it. And yet I chose it anyway. Cause my lower brain was like, feed me Seymour. Do you know the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, littlest like horror shop. What's it called? Why can't I remember it now? So I want you to remember this feed me Seymour because anytime that your brain is telling you, well, we've never been emerald before. We, we, I don't come from a family that makes money. Um, I, um, I don't, I don't have any examples of how I could do this. I don't know if I could do this. Anytime you hear yourself ruminating on any of those thoughts, I want you to say in your mind, feed me Seymour, <laughs> because that's your lower brain trying to get you to buy what it's selling, which is safety and comfort. And safety and comfort is not going to take you to Emerald, right? So what your result is here, we can look at it, right? Goal, Teresa is Emerald. You think it's so far away. You feel upset. You look for examples from the past Uh, of when you were feeling not upset, right? You doubt yourself, you look in the past and there are no examples of when you've been successful. You judge yourself, you catastrophize money and future and success. You ruminate on all of these things and your result is I am far away. And every time you pick this thought, it's so far away, 
I guarantee your result will be, I am far away. Yeah. And the entire time your brain is feed me Seymour, get me where I am. Yeah. Little shop of fours. Yes. That's what it was. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) We did the play at summer camp in sixth grade. My parents sent me to a two week sleepaway summer camp and I had this big turquoise chest. It was so fun. And we did the play and we got, I was the, I was the bag lady that came out and sang in the intro. It was so I love, love, love that movie. So that's going to be a standard thing in our program from here on out. Anytime our lower brain is talking to itself, we're going to say, feed me Seymour. <laughs> because that's all that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't want that to happen. But this thought that you're choosing to believe it's so far away, your brain thinks it's a fact. You're like, no, Emily, but my points are at, like, where are your points at right now? Uh, 160. So you're, you're like, I'm at 160 and I need to be at 1500. It's so far away. You think you're telling me a fact, but you're not. They're just numbers on a page. Are they not? Yeah. Just numbers on a page. What would you tell someone that had a weight loss goal of 100 pounds? And they're like, I'm never going to lose hundred pounds. It's so much weight. What would you tell them? I would just t- tell them to take it every 10 pounds, take it slow, set small goals along the way until you achieve your high one. How is that the same thing as this? It's the same. How <laughs> so? Tell me. Um, I mean, there's different ranks you know, that I'm going to achieve on my way to Emerald. So why not just focus on the next goal, which is senior gold. And from there, focus on Ruby and then senior Ruby and then go to Emerald, you know, all the while knowing that I will be Emerald. Right. And so we have to realize and recognize that this thought it's so far away. Is it really that far away? No. How so? Um, it's achievable. It's something that I've seen change people's lives and something that I do deserve to have. Is it possible that you could be the first person in your family to show and teach others that money is easy? Yeah. That money comes and goes and is something that you can create? Yeah. Money is like one of my favorite things ever. I love money. Money is easy to make. Very easy. I like to use the word create actually. Making money sounds hard to me. I don't know why that word makes a difference in my mind, but when I think about creating money, I think it's so easy. And there are a lot of people that don't think that. They think money is hard. Money is hard to come by, it's hard to create. It takes a lot of time, energy, and effort. That's scarcity, right? But when we come, when, when we can, when we can adapt and evolve our thoughts around money to be something that is actual abundance, right? When we look at a rank 
and achieving it as abundance rather than scarcity. It's just numbers on a page. That's all money is. It's numbers on a page. All a rank is are numbers in a back office. Just numbers, right? And if you can get it to go forward by 10 points, 10 points, 10 points, then it's not that far away. So yeah. let's let's look at let's let's switch it now. Let's put Teresa is Emerald into the R line, the result line. And we're going to make what's called an intentional model, okay? Teresa and instead of saying Teresa is Emerald, we're going to say Teresa has 1500 points. Okay? And our our C line, our circumstance is going to be Teresa has, how many points did you say you have right now? 160. 160 points. So right now you have 160 points and the result that you want is 1500 points. (laughs) What I want you to see is that in both situations, the C line is totally neutral, right? Because you might, when you look at Teresa has 160 points we already know that what you believe is that it's so far away from 1500. That belief is already there, right? But it's just programmed into your brain. So we can unprogram it with thought coaching. That's the beauty of this work that I'm so obsessed with, right? It's why credit card debt doesn't have to be scary. You can literally just look at $30,000 of credit card debt and go, just numbers, not bad or good. It's just numbers. And I'll just slowly pay it off over time. It's not even far away. It's just slowly going to go away as I pay it down. Right. So think about this idea of getting 160 points to then say 1500 points as just numbers on a page. It's just neutral. You're at 160. We're solving for an equation here. 160 to 1500. We just have to get the numbers to change. Right. hmm So working from the R line, we're going to go up backwards to create this intentional model, what we intentionally want to choose here, not our unintentional model where feed me, see more, our lower brain is operating in our first model, your unintentional model, where it's so far away is leading all the feelings and the actions and giving us our results, right? So Teresa has 1500 points. What do you think you need to do every day? As a person with 1,500 points in your back office, what is that leader in the future that has 1,500 points? What is she going to do every single day to maintain that point level? Um, I'm going to help my team um, reach their goals. How so? So... You know, I might have some people that are wanting to go silver and then I have maybe some people that want to go gold. And if I can show up for them and help them um, do those small goals for them, then we all together will achieve our goals. And how will you do that? What will that look like? Um, you know, lots of phone calls. Zoom meetings. How many? We're going to get really clear and I'm going to get super nosy. 
Zoom calls every day. So okay. five Zoom calls a day or a week. Okay. And Daily Zoom calls. And what are you going to do on them? I'm going to map out, help my team map out what their goals are. And you're going to do that every day. Maybe once a month. So once a month goal mapping session. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once per month goal zoom. And then let's get back to this idea of daily zoom calls, because now that we know we're not goal mapping every day, we're going to do the goal map once a month. What is happening on these daily zooms? Are you doing all the silvers and golds together? Are you separating them? Like what is this version of yourself that's Emerald going to do with her team on the daily? Um, I would say mixing them would be good because I think that no matter what your rank is, you can help each other. And so showing up one call for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Having one call for everyone. (laughs) How long will it last? Uh, No more than an hour. Okay. So 60 minutes with all workers. Yeah. And what will you do on this call? We'll do mindset work because a lot of this business is mindset. Like 90% of it is. Um, Have not just me lead the meetings, but have different team members lead the meetings and give, you know, pointers as to what they've been doing that's been working for them. Okay. Anything else you're going to do on those calls? Um, something that I like that we do currently on my current team is that we do shout outs at the beginning of the calls. And I think that really helps with um, building our community. And I think community is really important because um, that's what a lot of people need. You know, they may not necessarily want or care for the business, but they're going to show up if they want that community, that connection. What else are you going to do for your personal business every day as someone who's an emerald with 1500 points? Um, follow up with people, following up with white lines following up with daily uh, weekly monthly how often um if they're new i would say weekly if you know like you, they're pretty consistent with their products and they're loving their products um I, gosh it just depends on the person some people want to be checked in every day some people want to be left alone and want to be talked to once a month So getting really clear on that, I guess, and just knowing where everyone stands. Like so far, I think I've been pretty good about that. 
Um, Are you going to be posting on social media as someone who's Emerald? Are you going to be doing three asks a day? Like, what does that look like for your personal activity? uh, Yeah, so definitely social media posts, stories, reels. um, You know, lots of lots of polls in your stories and in your posts to try to get input from people. Um, you know, holding retreats too. That's important. I think. How often when you're Emerald, how often will you hold retreats? Once a quarter. Okay. Once a quarter retreats. Okay. Anything else that you will do as an emerald? Uh, I mean, there's probably a lot. I'm trying to think of anything you won't do that you will avoid doing. Because by then you'll know these things don't help me. So I don't do them anymore. Um. I'd like to think that when I get there, I won't doubt myself anymore. Okay. Avoid self-doubt. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. And what are you going to have to, what, what feeling is going to (laughs) be the feeling that you want to feel in order to do those things every day? What feeling is it going to take? Feelings. Like a one word emotion. If you're looking at this list of things that we just wrote down, Mm -hmm. this is how I'm going to be when I am an emerald. This is the person that I'm going to be. These are the activities I'm going to do on the regular. How are you going to have to feel in order to take that action? Motivated. Okay. And what are you going to have to believe about yourself to feel motivated? That I can do it. You can do what? I can achieve big goals. I can achieve big goals. Okay. So circumstance, Teresa has 160 points, new intentional thought. I can achieve big goals. When you think that thought, do you feel motivated or does your brain go? "Mm." It kind of goes. So we know we don't believe it yet. Yeah. Which is okay. That's what thought work is for. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can get a what we call a bridge thought that helps us get from it's so far away to I can achieve big goals, right? Um, and so we want a thought that will help us get this feeling of motivated, right? We want to latch on to something that brings this vibration in our body that feels motivated. 
So what is something that you believe right now about your ability as a leader that makes you feel motivated? I genuinely care about people. I genuinely care about people. And that makes you feel motivated when you think that? Or does it just make you feel like I'm happy with myself? (laughs) For me, it makes me feel motivated. Motivated. Yeah. Because I've seen how when I, like, I genuinely care for people. And so when that happens, I've seen how, you know, people stay on the products longer. People are more willing to reach out to me when they're struggling with something. Mm. And I can keep them on the products longer. Um, what about if we added, yeah. I genuinely care about people no matter how long it takes? Yeah. Does that make you feel motivated? Yeah. I genuinely care about people no matter how long it takes. I mean, I don't want it to take too long. So then, then we can't, then that thought's probably not motivating, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's finding a thought that we can believe about ourselves. That's going to get this feeling just burning inside of us, right? Like, what do you want to believe about yourself as a leader? I can achieve big goals, right? Like we want to believe that that's true, but right now we're like, mm, not sure yet. Yeah. Right. So what is something else that's true about you outside of your business? Like what's true about you and your personality and your perseverance? Um, Man, you're really making me think. Um, I'm determined. I'm driven. Can you give me examples of times in your life that you've done something hard that other people might not have the perseverance to do? Yeah. Um, I was the first person in my college in my family to ever go to college. How did you achieve that? Um, I mean, first I started applying to colleges that I wanted to go to. And then I started applying for scholarships. And what's coming up for you right now? Just how, even though it was hard at the time, it was worth it. And I was just really proud of myself because nobody in my family had ever gone to college. Nobody in my family had ever graduated from high school. Um, and it kind of just broke that cycle within my immediate family. My sister went on to go to college and become a successful business person. 
and our younger brother who's graduating this next year he plans on going to college and they tell me all the time that if I hadn't been that example for them they probably wouldn't have done that or want to go do that so fascinating right because probably at the beginning of that experience what I'm wondering is did you ever think it's so far away graduation is so far away I mean, some days. So why did you keep doing it? Because it's something I really wanted to do. So what if we had this thought, it's so far away, but this is something I want to do. I like that. Is it motivating? And it's okay if it's not. It's more motivating than what I had said earlier. Because it's authentic. Yeah. Right? Like you've tapped into this other piece of you that was the first person in your family to graduate from high school and then go on to college. And because you paved that way for your family, now your sister and your brother are doing the same. And that gives you a sense of achievement, self confidence. Mm hmm proud, right? You're like, I am the trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you think of yourself? Is it possible that you are also a trailblazer for your team and them watching you get Emerald is what will motivate them to do the same? Yeah. How so? Uh, I mean, that's what's worked for me. You know, I see people on my team that I love and I respect and they're my friends and I've seen them share their stories about how they always didn't have all that money and they didn't always have all these big dreams. And now that they're there and I see them and how happy they are and just how like just how they hold themselves accountable and they're changing their lives. And by doing that, they're changing others' lives. That's amazing. And I know that when we see someone that we want to be like, we, we do try to be like them, you know, maybe not all of them, but we try to be like them and seeing them achieve it makes you feel even more like you can achieve it too. Do you believe that you're a trailblazer? Yeah. So what if we said it's so far away and I'm a trailblazer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So our thought is our bridge thought, at least, right? Our bridge thought of getting from it's so far away. The reason I like to tack on something to the end of a bridge thought is because your brain's going to automatically go to it's so far away until you don't believe it anymore. So every time you hear yourself say it's so far away, you go, yep. And I'm a trailblazer. Here I go. Okay. I like that. And when you, when you say that to yourself, you feel motivated. 
And from there, once a quarter, you do retreats. You avoid self-doubt. Doesn't mean that you never doubt. It's 50-50. You're going to have 50% positive emotions and 50% negative emotions when you're an emerald, when you're a diamond, when you're a double, triple diamond. Doesn't matter where you're at. Right. It's why so many top leaders get to the top and they go, why do I still feel so empty? Because we didn't fix the thought. Right. And Mm -hmm. even if we did, it's still going to be a 50 50 experience. Yeah. I'm a good leader half the time. And the other half the time, I'm a mess. That is for sure always going to be true. Right. So Mm -hmm. you avoid self doubt, but you know, it doesn't mean you never have it, you just avoid it. You follow up weekly with new people or monthly with happy product people. You post, you do polls, you do stories daily. You do a once a month goal setting Zoom with your leaders. You do daily 60 minute Zoom calls with all of your workers on mindset. You pick different team members leading because they can give pointers and you do shout outs at the beginning of calls. And from those activities, your results will be, I am Emerald. Teresa has 1,500 points. (coughs) Now, here's the part that's going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. You can just start doing all those things right now. Can you not? Yeah. It's the only way to become emerald. But in our mind, we're like, oh yeah, when I'm emerald, I will do all these things. Cause that's what she does. That version of me six months from now that is emerald, she does all those things. And then feed me Seymour is like, yeah, but like right now I just worry a lot and catastrophize and futurize and judge myself and doubt myself. Mm -hmm. And then the brain is like, yep. And that's why I'm going to be 160 points forever. But what you can see by looking at the unintentional model where you are right now of it's so far away to the intentional model of It's so far away and I'm a trailblazer and your brain, you'll say it enough times that eventually you'll be so tired of hearing yourself say it's so far away, or you'll start to realize like, no, I'm at 500 points. Like it's getting close. Yeah. You'll, you'll leave off the it's so far away part. Cause your brain will be like, this isn't even efficient to see this anymore. We don't even believe that that's crap. I'm just a trailblazer. Here I go. Watch me go. And you'll just start, you'll skip the it's so far away part. And you'll just start hearing yourself say, I'm a trailblazer. We're getting so close. Here I go. Like that'll just start happening. Yeah. And so taking these actions that you listed out of future self that's emerald, you can do those things right now. You don't have to wait till emerald and you must do them now to get to Emerald, because this is why we have the most brilliant, advanced brain that has ever lived on the planet. We have a prefrontal cortex that gets to think about its own thinking and make decisions 
in the future right now. So if we want to be this person that is emerald, 1500 points, and we know what she would do as that person, that means we have to start making our decisions right now from what she would do then and take that action now, not wait till then. Yeah. Doing those things right now that gets us one step closer to be her. And we just have to do those things every day until the points go up. And if the points aren't going up, then we need to try what else we think 1500 point Teresa would do. And one of the things that I asked everybody to do last week is write a letter from your future self to you right now. Emerald Teresa writes 160 point Teresa a letter and says, hey, babe, I want to tell you exactly what we did to get to Emerald and list it all out. This is what I did every day. This is what I did when I had a leader quit. This is what I did when nobody showed up on my Zoom calls. These are all the things I did. And I promise you, you are going to tap into wisdom that you already have within you. And it's going to help you achieve that goal. And I'm so excited to watch you do it. Thank you. I'm too. This is awesome. It's going to be amazing. You've totally got this. Yeah. Trailblazer. <laughs> I'm a trailblazer. Yes. I'm a trailblazer. Yes, you I are. I'm a trailblazer. Yep. And every time that your brain, your lower brain, the feed me Seymour brain, every time that it's like, no, you're not. What are you even doing? That's when you get to be like, uh, sorry, did you not hear that I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school and college? And now all my family members are doing the same thing. You must not have heard. I'm freaking amazing. Now get out of my way. I'm a trailblazer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So awesome. So awesome. all right, girl. Can't wait to see you do this. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. All right, Kayla, you're up next. Where is Kayla? There she is. Hi. Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm good. I have um, headphones on. Can you hear me okay? I can. Yep. Okay, good. So I decided. Oh, wait. Now I can't hear you. I could hear you, but now I can't hear you at all. So weird. Okay, hold on. Okay. Technology. It's a love-hate. going to work. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'll turn my volume up. Okay. Great. My kids are outside playing. So I thought headphones might keep them from yelling in the window. Yes. So we, we'll, we'll, even if they yell, it's fine. We like kids around here. It's no big deal. Okay. So, um, I changed my thought. Is that okay? Fine. doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Cause I really wanted to be coached on that thought. And then I changed my mind. I need a little help with something else. So okay. my thought is 
I'm trying to figure out what is holding me back from reaching out and sponsoring people. I don't seem to have a problem when I finally have them on the phone. I can sign them up. I'm confident. I can lead them to the next step. But initially reaching out, and right now I have this pit in my stomach just because I... I'm just so deathly afraid of reaching out and talking to people. And I don't know why. I'm so deathly afraid of reaching out and talking to people. Now, when was the last time that you thought that? Just this week. Like a specific example of when this happened? Um. So last week, my friends and I went out for lunch and they were talking about their health issues and things that they had going on. And I know that what I have can really help them because I struggle with some of the same issues. And I also have people that it's helping them with, but I haven't reached out to them yet and offered them to look at what I have to see if they'd be open to seeing what I have that might help them. What did your friend say at lunch last week that made you think she might need your product? Um, She was complaining of gut issues. She had IBS symptoms. She had anxiety through the roof. She was super stressed out. She was high strung. Like during the whole lunch, her whole body, you could tell she was super nervous, stressed out, high strung. Um, and then her other friend had, um, her sister had allergies, a ton of allergies, um, hyperthyroidism, I think was mentioned. Um, and she couldn't have dairy. She couldn't have gluten. She was on like a no sugar, no grain diet. Um, and just had to be very careful with what she ate. And I haven't seen her in like a couple of years, but she just doesn't look very vibrant. Okay. So last week at lunch, your friend said, I have IBS, anxiety, and gut issues or something to that effect. And then her sister said, I have allergies, hypothyroidism, and can't eat sugar and grains. Right. We're paraphrasing a little bit because it sounds like it was a longer conversation, but would you say that was accurate? Those are the facts. Those are the facts. Yeah. Okay. And then you think what about them saying that when I read that back to you? That I know that what the products that I have and that I take, the supplements I take would definitely help with those symptoms and not a hundred percent heal that, but yet just lower the anxiety (laughs) level to where she could function better in a day. Um, and why didn't you, why didn't you say anything? I don't know. See, that's why it's hard. Let's take a guess. I have asked her before, like a year ago Mm -hmm. and she, since she's my best friend from young, she told me, no, she's not interested. Even though at that time she was having health issues, but she was going to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people kind of know what I do. And so they're not very open 
to hearing what I might have that could help them. Okay. People know what I do and they're not interested. Right. Okay. So this right here is actually probably our most damaging thought, right? People know what I do and they're not interested. Like when you heard, when you heard your friend say, I have anxiety, I have IBS, I have gut issues. And her sister said, I have allergies, hypothyroidism, and can't eat sugar and grains. You didn't think I'm so deathly afraid of reaching out and talking to people. You thought people know what I do, or they know what I do. And they're not interested. Right. Right. Is that accurate? They know what I do and they're not interested. Yes. I mean, I feel right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we know that there's this underlying thought about ourselves that I'm so deathly afraid of reaching out and talking to people. Right. (laughs) We know that's like the big theme, but I want to take this specific thought. They know what I do and they're not interested because this was a specific example of when it happened. Right. So when you had that thought, they know what I do and they're not interested. What did that make you feel in that moment when you were sitting at lunch, listening to them have this conversation about all their health issues? It kind of made me not want to talk about it or even open my mouth about a possibility of something that might help them. Um, What was the feeling in a one word emotion that came when you thought they know what I do and they're not interested. Bummed out. So you felt bummed. Yep. Okay. And when you felt bummed, what did you do? I kind of pulled inward to myself and then I just kind of chatted general news. What did that that look like when you pulled inward to yourself? What was going on in your head when you did that? I was more quiet. Um, Like I said, I just thought I'd redirect away from me so that they don't ask me a lot of questions because we were catching up after not seeing each other for years. So I just asked them more questions and had them talk more about their families, their lives, what they're doing. And then if they ask me a question, I answer it real quickly and then try to get them to talk more. Okay. What else did you, what did you, we know that, um, you didn't talk about your product, right? Like you didn't bring up your product. No, huh? you avoided bringing up product. Anything else you avoided doing? mentioning that I had something that could help them. I don't. And sort of uh, avoided talking about yourself in general, or were you okay with talking about other parts of your life? I was okay with talking about my kids, um, just basic life stuff. Um, you said you talked about the news you wanted to like, you said other news, were you talking about like news news or like their personal family news? (laughs) Just their personal. Emily, like, what are you doing? Um, we were especially talking about an event that we're going to be attending this weekend together. 
Um, and so we focus mainly on that, what kind of food they're going to bring, um, what I'm going to bring. I wasn't sure if we were even accepted to go to the event yet. So just trying to figure out how I can get that information. Um, what, what do you mean accepted? Um, we had to fill out applications to participate. Hold on. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. Bud. It's okay. We can't even. He's in here. The moms, are already, the moms are tuning it out. Nobody cares. I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, everyone's like, they don't even hear your child because they don't even hear their own child. We're like, just, we tune it out. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. So we had to fill out an application for, um, around here, we have a reenactment called the war of 1812. And we get to go in there as settlers, settlers and like pioneers and Indians and dress up and participate back in the 1800s. And I filled out an application in July, but had not received the email that we would even be able to participate as a family. So I was asking them cause they've done it longer on if they'd been accepted or not. And they're like, yeah, we, we think we did. So it was kind of a stressful moment because it's something my husband looks forward to. It's his birthday present every year that we participate in this early 1800 theme. So that was a little stressful. I was trying to figure out on how to find out or talk to someone that could tell me if we've been accepted or not to go to the event. Okay. Um, so when you went to lunch last week, your friend said, I have IBS, anxiety, and gut issues. And her sister said, I have allergies, hypothyroidism, and I can't eat sugar and grains. And you thought they know what I do and they're not interested. And then you felt bummed. Right. And then you were quiet. You redirected the conversation to personal news you asked questions about their family and their lives. You avoided bringing up your product and you talked about an upcoming event and what food to bring and if you had been accepted. Right. And the result, the result that I see here is I'm not interested. And here's why. It doesn't mean that this is the only, there's lots and lots of results that we can write down here. We can write down a couple more, but we are the only one that can be in our result line. Other people can't be in our result line, right? So we couldn't say like, I'm not interested in them because they're not in our result line. Right. But I'm not interested. Oh, it's fine. I'm not interested is a result that I'm seeing come up for you because they're having all these health issues that are a huge problem for them. And you're like, I'm not interested and watch me change the subject and talk about everything other than your health issues, because I'm not interested because you're not interested. I think you're not interested, but I'm not interested. What do you think about that? I never thought of it like that, I guess. Like, I mean, I am interested and I'd love to talk to them about it, which is why I still haven't messaged them. I keep saying I'm going to message them and I have not messaged them yet. But I guess, yeah, I mean, I never looked at it like that. And when you choose this thought, they know what I do and they're not interested. What are you making it mean about you? I've tried to work on that 
because I know it's not about me, but the product has changed my life. But it's totally so it's about, it's totally about you. This entire yeah. model is only about you. It has nothing to do with them. None of it. It's all about you. And what I'm interested in finding out is what are you making it mean that they're not interested? Get it? I guess that maybe I'm not presenting it right or that it might not help them. So when you think they know what I do and they're not interested and that means what about me? It's funny how kids always find you, right? If you were like doing laundry or if you were like making dinner or doing something really boring that had nothing to do with what you want to do, like they would be out probably like burning down a field or like taking apart a car or like doing something else, not bothering you. But because like you are, you know, wanting to talk on the phone, the kids are like white on rice. They're like a fly to meat. It's like, oh, let's just go be around mom. because She's clearly trying to do something important and I don't want to miss out. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's like I was enrolling someone on Saturday night and all four kids are in a little tiny front room with me. And I'm like looking at my husband. He's like, I don't like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on and why they're all here with you. And I'm like, why, why, why are they all here? <laughs> it's just one of those like eternal motherhood truths. We all just know it happens. <laughs> right. Okay. Back to this. They know what I do and they're not interested and that means blank about me. What does it mean about you that they're not interested? I don't present it good enough. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not doing it right. Right. So you're making it mean I'm, I'm not presenting it. Right. What's the right way to present it? I don't know. Like, I guess just offer it. And if they don't take it, then it's kind of on them, I guess. If they but don't your, wanna... brain's, your brain's telling you that there's a right way and a wrong way. Right? Like, right here, it's like, they know what I do and they're not interested. And it's because I'm not presenting it right. So you're sort of like living in the past, right? You're like, yeah, I've presented it before and they weren't interested. So I must have done it wrong. Again. Right. Because I think that if they. Go ahead. Right. What were you going to say? If I presented it in a good way or if they could see the amazing benefit that it has or what I've seen it do for people, then they would want to hop on board and get the same results. How do you know? How do you know they would hop on board if you presented it in the right way? I don't know, because I guess that's what I did. Like, I, that's what I, how I think. Again, very past focused. Right? right. It's kind of interesting, right? This is the, <laughs> this was the feel it Friday message for last week. Right? Past focused past and future focused. We can't go back to the past. 
right? We can't fix the way you did it last time. We can't even be sure that it was right or wrong. Although your brain is telling you that the way you did it was wrong. And that's why they didn't sign up, right? Because in the past you signed up when you saw the value. And so your brain is just very efficiently feed me Seymouring saying, yep. And that's, see that you haven't shown them right yet. That's why they haven't joined yet because your brain is so smart. Your primitive brain is just incredibly efficient and it just wants to like put things on autopilot as much as possible. Sorry. Now it's my dog. That's trying to escape the office and she's just going to have to sit and pound on the door or she's going to have to come and lay. Oh, Sean's coming. Perfect. Sean let her out. Okay. The past is over, right? The future is yours for the taking, right? But when you have this thought that's black and white and very past focused, you're looking in the past for evidence of why your brain's like something's gone wrong and we have to very quickly find a reason why. And even if we're wrong, we're going to search for evidence that we're right because that's what our brain does. So in your mind, you're like, yep, they know what I do and they're not interested because I'm not presenting it right. Because if I was presenting it right, they would have said yes. Is it possible that you've presented it in a way that they're just still not interested? I guess possibly. How so? Because they would rather run to doctors or fix it with food. Um, try all those options first because it's easy or just the modern norm to do that. Okay, perfect. You were cutting out for a second, but we got all your words. It was just like you were a robot for a minute. So it went super slow, but I think it's fine now. Okay. So, so we, we can identify that there's this black and white thinking going on here, right? There's a wrong way and there's a right way and you're doing it the wrong way is what your brain is telling you. Right. So what the solution that it's offering you is you're like, yep. And, um, so I'm just going to do nothing because I don't know how to do it the right way. And you're like, yep. And I'm going to message them. Yeah. I'm going to message them. I should message them. I'll probably do it later, but I haven't done it yet. Cause I don't know the right way to do it. So I'm just going to keep pushing it off because, um, there's a right way and a wrong way. And I've never done it the right way. Cause if I had done it the right way, they would sign up already. Right. Exactly. So is it possible that they just aren't ready and it has nothing to do with you? Yeah. How could that be true? That. They're, like I said, they're just, they're wanting to do what they think is best for them right now um, with what they're comfortable with in running to doctors, medicines, medications, more doctor's appointments, more treatments. Um, Yeah. I mean, it could just, like you said, they're, 
they're just not ready or they are just wanting to do what's comfortable for them or what they know. And that's doctors. Shouldn't they be doing that? Yes. Why? I I guess because it's the proper way to do it. I I don't know. I don't do that. I do natural stuff. So to me, going that route doesn't even make sense. You should try other alternatives before you sneak and run to a doctor or medicines. Now they have their place. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. So something else we're sort of doing here is judging friends about going to doctor first. Right? You're like, they shouldn't be. Or if they have gone there and still aren't seeing results, then why aren't they looking at other options? Why not? Why aren't they? I don't know. Well, you're certainly not presenting them with other options because you're avoiding them, right? Right. So kind of fascinating what the brain does. Yep. Cause you're like, yeah, you should, you shouldn't be going to doctors, but also I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing. Cause I know you're not interested. Right. And then there's like this inner dialogue where it's like, they totally, they shouldn't be going to doctors. Like they should be looking at other options. Like that's what I do. Right. And then it's like, we are defensive about what we do. And then we mirror them. Don't ask, don't tell. What's coming up for you? Uh, It makes sense. (laughs) It makes perfect sense because I never, I've been working on it, but just trying to figure out why can't offer it to them, but it, it all makes sense on what you said. What's the I fear? never thought my brain was operating like that. What's the fear? Worst case scenario. What happens? The fear yeah. still struggle with their health about it when another solution is offered. <laughs> no, but like I want to know like what's like worst case scenario? You bring it up. They don't want it. What's the worst case? What's the worst thing that could happen that your brain's telling you that's holding you back? You're like, I'm deathly afraid of telling them. Why? What's the worst thing that could happen? I'd feel bad. Um, and think it was something about me that I didn't do it right. Um, You'd and then I bad with other it make me less it make me hesitant to reach out to other people I knew and then get the same results. So you'd feel bad and then you would feel doubt. Right. Any worry about the friendship being hurt or damaged? Not really cuz since they're my closest friends, we don't talk a lot except maybe once every 2 years. So I've known her for a while. We probably just wouldn't talk for a while like we have in the past. Um, 
yeah, I feel like it'd just be, we just wouldn't talk anymore. So worst case scenario is I would feel badly and feel doubt. So what? When you ask your brain that question, so what? What does it say? That I've been able to help other people get good results. And that shouldn't stop me from trying to help the next person who needs help. It's like, (coughs) but it is, right? You're like, I shouldn't be, but you are. Right. right. And it's okay because you have a human brain, right? In the 50, 50, 50% positive and 50% negative feeling badly and feeling doubt go over here in the negative. Right. Right. And you not wanting to message people is you wanting to avoid the negative emotions. That's it. That's all. When you asked, you said, I just want to know what is the only thing holding me back? Right? Like that was your question to me when we started. What's the only thing holding me back? The only thing holding you back is you don't want to feel badly and you don't want to have self-doubt. But what if I told you there's no getting out of that? Even if you do it the right way and you say it the right way and you present it the right way, there's no getting out of feeling badly and having self-doubt. But your lower brain's like, yeah, there is. And if we just figure out the right way to do it, we will never feel negative emotion. Right. So you're missing out on the whole human experience, really, by doing it the way you're doing it. And you're like, I can't figure out what's holding me back. Only the fear of feeling badly and feeling self-doubt that you might feel those things is holding you back. That's it. So it's just the 50% not wanting to feel the negative. Yep. If the Oh, yep. What are you thinking about? I mean, it kind of gives me a relief at one hand that I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> um, but that's gives me direction on what I can work on is knowing that, you know, it's going to be negative. I think I did hear something you know, when you shared about this and the past and future, when I listened to that, but until you actually put it down, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I think it applies to other things and not this. It's like this morning when I was talking about, had this realization this morning, when I went to go work out that I missed out on all of the euphoria that exercise brings to my life now because I didn't want to work out because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. So I just didn't work out. And I said, I hate exercise. 
I just hate it. But really I didn't hate exercise. I just hated the discomfort of exercise. And it wasn't even the whole exercise. It was just the getting started that I was uncomfortable with. It just made me feel like insecure, made me feel like I was actually going to (laughs) die. Like, I was like, this is not natural. Like I, this feels like death. Like I'm probably going to drop dead if I continue to exercise. Like that's what my brain told me in the beginning. Right. Right. It's just feed me Seymour trying to keep you safe. And so when your brain tells you people know what I do and they're not interested, you can, you can talk back to it and you can be like, they don't know enough yet. Cause if they did, they might want it. And when your brain says, oh, what is holding me back? You can answer it and say, my fear of feeling badly and self-doubt. Let's go. Let's do it anyway. Might feel some self-doubt, probably going to feel badly. Here we go. Like every day still, I've been doing six for six for a year, 30 minutes of exercise, six days a week. Still this morning, I was like, oh, I hate the first five minutes. The getting going part is so uncomfortable. Just a thought that I still have. Right. Right. So you're going to have like this thought still going to come up for you. Every time you go to message someone, you're going to be like, might feel badly, might feel self-doubt. And you can be like, probably will. Here we go. This is just the part where we feel badly and self-doubt. not going to kill us. Just going to be a little uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. And then when you hear yourself say, I'm so deathly afraid of reaching out and talking to people, you can be like, no, I'm not. I'm just afraid of feeling badly and feeling self-doubt. And I'm already feeling that anyway, right now. And I'm totally still living and alive. It has not killed me. So I guess I'm just going to feel self-doubt and badly when I message people right now. Until one day you'll do that enough times that you'll feel excited to message people. And you'll be so excited that you'll send messages from an excited place all the time. And then someone will send like a nasty message back and you'll be like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. I've been like enjoying this for so long. I forgot I used to be afraid of this stuff. Whoa, geez, that's crazy. Glad I'm not doing that anymore. That wasn't effective. That wasn't who I wanted to show up as. Because right now, the other thing that in your R line is happening with this current model is I'm not myself. You're not being yourself around your friends. You're being dishonest. Right? So I'm being dishonest because I'm not sharing something that might help them? Because you're pretending. 
you're like, can't talk about that. Because we disagree. (laughs) We disagree. We can't talk about this because we disagree. They think they need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing ever. They should be doing my supplements first. Right. I guess it doesn't feel very good when I think I'm being dishonest to people, but I guess that's true because I don't show up on social media either on certain things because people are mean and they've straight out told me that they will just a thought, right? Just a thought, right? Mean. I don't respond back mean. (laughs) Maybe not, but in your head, you probably do. If you're totally honest with yourself. I guess maybe, but maybe when I vowed, like you didn't have to be mean, <laughs> you just said no thanks. Sometimes people are mean. Shouldn't they be? I mean, I don't think so. I guess if someone's offering to help them, they shouldn't be mean, but. Right. We can do a whole other model on that. Right. And we could, we could pick it apart and be like, shouldn't they, shouldn't they just be mean? Shouldn't they just get to be however they want to be? I guess that's true. Right. So much awareness you have just brought to yourself today. Yep. I have notes. Now you get to think about it. And you get to play with it and you get to pick it apart. And you can be like, is that really how I want to show up around my best and closest friends? Not being myself, not being interested. Right. Do I want to show up as like who I really am? And this is like a big part of my life. It doesn't mean I have to like shove it down their throat, but instead of like pretending that. I'm (laughs) that we're not going to even talk about it. I could, you could literally be like, you all already know what I think about all this. And I'm just saying like, it's here if you want to try it. How's the family? How's the family? Right. You can just like put it in there. You all know what I already think about all this. And it's here if you're ever ready. But anyway, how's the family? You guys get your acceptance letters back. We're still waiting on ours. And like, I'm super stressed about it because it's my husband's birthday gift. We, you know, we do it every year. And like, I totally want to do it with you guys. Like, what do you think? Where should I, should I call them? Should I email them? Like, how'd you get your letter so fast? Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. It definitely gives me relief that's for sure because I like that because it's like just putting it out because I'm more of a direct person anyway relief so I'd rather so just put nice. it out there. like relief yeah relief is yeah. so nice yeah see when you allow it you just very naturally hop right back over here but when we're in resistance of feeling badly feeling doubt, self-doubt, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. When we right. just process it and address it. We're like, boop, here we are human experience 50, 50. 
Feeling both, here for it. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. This was awesome. I Thank cannot you. wait to see how you show up. Thanks a Come lot. Come back I and get coached again. We want to see how it goes and the progress that you make. Okay. Hey, tomorrow, okay. our next call, 9 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. We'll see you right here tomorrow, guys. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.